I know more about it. Is, is it more than that? I would like to know. <laughs> uh, welcome to Best Film Friends. My name is Sebastian Sanchez. Right here with me is my best film friend, Olivia. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. We should do an episode about Oh, Hello. Yeah, we should. We should do a John Mulaney. I've only watched it three times. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a John Mulaney. We can do Big Mouth. Uh, Spider Verse. Oh, hello. Spider Verse. Um, what else can we do? A stand up special, maybe? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's not as much to talk about with a stand up special. Yeah. There's no plot, there's not really mm-hmm. any visuals. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Spider Verse. We might have to wait a few years to do a John Mulaney, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Um. Anyways, if you are a new <laughs> listener, last as the we used to have a a, a like a like a section where we go off topic and we can only go off topic once. Remember? Okay, we can keep it. Yeah. Our, uh, we already went off topic yeah, in the first our, five minutes of the episode. Our, <laughs> <laughs> if you're welcome a, back. <laughs> If you're a new listener, this is a show where you can get opinions on movies from two non-film students. <laughs> last week we did 1966. No, last week we did uh, Tim Burton's Batman. Right? No. Joel mm, Schumacher's. Jesus. Yeah, Schumacher's Batman. We're recording this out of order, basically. <laughs> Don't pull the curtain back too much. And we wanted to keep the illusion. How does Joe say it? The illusion. <laughs> it's uh, an illusion, father. It's an illusion, like, dad. Off topic again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so last week we did Joel Schumacher. This week we're doing the Christopher Nolan movies. If you're a old listener, thank you. And welcome back. Thank you. Yes. This is still um, Batman month. This is going to be our last episode. And yeah. What do you want to start with, Olivia? Summarizing just the plot of the three movies, the themes, favorite scenes. Yeah, I guess we can go plot. So, do you want me to take over? Yeah. I mean, you're more informed on Dark Knight Rises, but Batman Begins. I wouldn't say I'm informed on any of the Nolan <laughs> films. Um, I kind of watched all of them. <laughs> so... We start with Batman Begins. Yeah. From the title, you know it's his origin story. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we're going to see the often remade <laughs> shootout of his parents. Yes. Um, but we don't start with that. We start with We him start with the with him baby falling. Bruce falling into yeah. the cave, blah, yeah. blah, blah. He gets scared yeah. of the bats. And why do we fall? Why? <laughs> To learn to pick up. Oh <laughs> to, my god! To learn to so pick ourselves cheesy. up. Ah, I, I thought that it. was so cheesy. I love it. Um. Anyway, so he grows up to be a young man. He leaves Princeton for the trial, right? Of yeah. The they they kill. They kill. Yeah. They kill his parents. He grows up without parents. <laughs> we do a time skip to when he's old. He's not old. He's, he's in 20, college. Yeah, he's in but college. Christian Bale is old. <laughs> <laughs> he's like thirty. <laughs> Yeah. Playing at least 10 years younger yeah. than himself. 
I, I just it's like it's not I, as successfully done as Wet Hot American Summer. I just I like the um I like the hair choice. <laughs> the part, <laughs> the how, comb. How can we make him look ten years younger? Just give him bangs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really did take some tips from David Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> um. And he comes back for the trial. Yeah. From yeah. Princeton. So he comes back from the tr- for the trial, and he's he wants to kill the like, killer. Chill. Yeah. Chill. He wants to kill Chill. <laughs> Which, yeah. But someone else beats him to it, mm-hmm. so he like loses faith in humanity or, or whatever, and then he goes on his trip. Yeah, he, he gives his money away. He gives his nice coat away. Wow. And uh, yeah, and then he starts running. He basically pulls an into the wild. Uh huh. But then he doesn't die in the wild. Yeah. Instead of spoilers instead, for into the wild. <laughs> instead of dying. From berries, he becomes Batman. <laughs> so <laughs> you're right. Yeah, and um, he might be like in Nepal or something. Yeah, some somewhere vaguely Asian yeah. place. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Ross Ghoul finds him, says he can give him a purpose. But we don't know that it's Ra's al Ghoul. You're right. Yeah, it's just Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Liam Neeson says. Ross, He's acting Ross, uh-huh. as a agent of Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, uh-huh. and or he so can give he you, says. Yeah, he can give you a purpose. So, so he then takes Batman or Bruce Wayne to mm-hmm. train. Yeah, where he has to get the in blue the flower. League of Shadows. In the League of Shadows. Yeah. Okay, to I'm just gonna blue. tell you right now. This is too much detail for a synopsis. No, because the blue flower is pretty important to the toxin. Remember, because they make a toxin out of the blue flower. Anyway, <laughs> this is so convoluted. <laughs> I like these movies way more than Olivia. You do. Lo- you love these movies. I'm sick of them. We can get into that in a little bit. Okay. Anyway, so Batman trains. Mm-hmm. Um, he becomes sneaky and stealthy. Yes. And then he leaves. He goes back to Gotham to clean yeah. up the city with compassion and love. Mm-hmm. He killed... Supposedly, he killed Ross al He Ghul. thinks he killed yeah. Ross al Ghul. Saved Liam Neeson. And saved Liam Neeson. And saved Liam Neeson. Yeah. Later, he finds out that he did the opposite. Uh huh. He saved Ross al Ghul and killed the guy who was posing as Ross al Ghul. Exactly. Um, yeah. But when he comes back to Gotham, he's like, I'm going to do the right thing. And he gets sidetracked by Rachel, of course. Rachel! Rachel! <laughs> Rachel! <laughs> well, just, oh, these movies. Sometimes I just have to laugh. Um, Stay with me. Anyway, so he reunites with Rachel. She's like actually doing the right thing and working for what? The prosecutor's office? Yeah, she's an assistant DA. Assistant DA. Okay, well, maybe Rachel. kind of the right thing. Rachel Doss. Rachel Dawes, played by Katie Holmes in this film. Ugh. And I forgot that it was Katie Holmes, and it just made me so nostalgic. Katie Holmes looks fantastic in this movie. She looks really good. Yeah. Sweet for The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> what is Katie Holmes in The Dark Knight Rises? No, she's no, not. <laughs> but Anne Hathaway is. Oh, oh. yeah. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Anyway. And and uh, the French lady. Marion Cotillard. Yeah. Yep. Because, mm-hmm. much like Star Wars, the only women in Batman movies are brunettes. 
at least these Batman movies. You know what? I never. I never. I never noticed that. You're right. I have not seen a blonde in Star Wars. Yeah. Nope. Or or dark hair. Or like a woman of color. <laughs> <laughs> or like a woman of color. <laughs> well, I mean that one I had noticed. The hair color I hadn't really connected the dots that they're all brunettes. I mean, honestly, I think at this point there's only one kind of woman that exists in the galaxy. Yeah. They all have the same, like, grandpa or something. I guess. Yeah. They're all skinny white brunettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> off topic. <laughs> off topic number three. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Nolan falls into the same trap. Yeah. Um. So, where was I? Katie Holmes... Um, eventually Batman's like kind of working on trying to fight organized crime. Mm-hmm. We come to see that not necessarily the true villain of the story is the scarecrow, but he's, he's a- sort of the catalyst for the big yeah. scene at the end. He's a middleman. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, played by Killian Murphy, the star of the franchise, in my opinion. Um, this is probably my favorite villain yeah. in the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. And he appears at the beginning of the second one. Mm-hmm. And then he appears in a pretty lengthy scene on the third one because he's actually the judge. Do you remember that? I don't. I didn't get to see that part today. Mm-hmm. So on the Dark Knight Rises, um, everything goes to chaos. I think Gotham is isolated from the world for a whole year i want to say okay um so within that year everything goes to chaos and they have their own judicial system now and the scarecrow is is the judge (laughs) yeah love him yeah and i think it's not it wasn't batman who was sentenced it was like bruce sorry bruce wayne it wasn't bruce wayne who was sentenced but someone was sentenced and the punishment was that um they would go into the ice and they would walk, like, into the river yeah. and freeze to death, yeah. basically. Um, at, doesn't Batman do that? At, at, mm, on Batman Begins, he falls into the ice. But mm. when training with Ross Al Ghul. But I'm saying, right. but I'm saying in Gotham. I, yeah. I thought someone walked out onto the ice and, like, made it across. Hmm. I'm misremembering the end yeah. of Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we I think skipped over an entire movie and a half. <laughs> I think at that point, Batman saves the people from the ice. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could be wow, wrong. Wow, we're doing such a good job of these <laughs> movies. I could be wrong. But anyways, yeah, the Scarecrow, I remember that part explicitly. He's a, he's a judge. Mm-hmm. He has feathers on his shoulder pads. Nice. Yeah, like crow feathers. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's awesome. <sighs> he's the only villain to appear in all three movies. One of the few characters to appear in all three movies. Mm-hmm, as well. Anyways, you were saying Scarecrow. Yeah. He, like, tries to make the whole city drink his Kool-Aid, basically. Yeah. By a microwave. <laughs> every, time, a every time a movie is like, they're microwaves, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> By a microwave. What has Sears done? <laughs> 
microwave water no microwave emitter which evaporates water it was supposed to be used in desert combat and it was stolen was it made by wayne Industries? it was yeah it was made by wayne industry we love the same story as iron man <laughs> <laughs> yeah they kind of make a point where when they um first originally jailed bruce wayne into that like strange prison yeah um he's saying he's saying i'm not a thief and he's like tell him to the guy who owns these and he says wayne enterprises it's like a little kind of like cheeky humor because it's him you know Mm -hmm. yeah interesting um well the end in the end yeah he I don't know what happened in the end. I didn't watch it. <laughs> you didn't watch it? Oh. No, I got so bored. <laughs> really? Yeah. You don't like these movies at When all, he drove huh? out in the Batmobile, I was like, it's the Batmobile. And then I turned it off. <laughs> oh, my God. No, so basically, he's fighting on the train with Ross Ghoul. And um, he finally beats him. And he's like, are you finally going to do what's necessary? Mm-hmm. And then Batman says, I don't have to save... I don't have to... I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. And then he Ooh. flies away. And then he flies away. <laughs> Russell Gould closes his eyes, accepts his fate, and then the whole train crashes. The city gets saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we skip maybe like a day later or a week later. It's not... It's not clear what the timeline is, but Bruce Wayne is recovering the ashes from Wayne Manor because okay. he got burnt to ashes right. by Russell Gould, mm-hmm. which was pretty savage because he's like, you burn my home, <laughs> I'm burning your home, consider us <laughs> even. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was Batman Begins. We see Bruce Wayne um, struggling to become Batman because he doesn't have the right equipment at the beginning. He doesn't have the right ally, ally, so he has to kind of like convince or win over uh, Gordon, which is, I think is Lieutenant Gordon at this point. Probably just Lieutenant. Yeah, Lieutenant Gordon. Um, we had seen him earlier before when he wasn't even Lieutenant. He when was just he was officer. Just a detective? Yeah. Officer, Detective Someone Gordon. On yeah. The force. He's the one who picked up Bruce Wayne when his parents died. Yep. And, um, and he gave him a coat, yeah. shoulder to cry on. Mm hmm. Exactly. So basically, yeah, Batman literally begins his journey. Mm-hmm. It ends with uh, a little, um, what would you say, like a Marvel post credit scene a uh, little bit, post-credit. but it's not post credit. It ends with this guy is kind of like you. He likes his theatricality and he leaves a calling card and it's a Joker card. And mm. you're like, wow. Mm. I remember seeing that in 2005 and being like, am I going to see the Joker in the next movie? Yeah. And yeah. So thoughts on Batman Begins. Thoughts on Batman Begins. I like it. I it was the opening to this franchise. Yeah. It was something completely different that by two thousand five we had not seen. Mm-hmm. I actually before Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, because Iron Man was two thousand seven, and for context, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer was like two thousand six. I want to say two thousand five, mm-hmm. maybe. Or 2004. It was between those three years. So, those those were the superhero movies that we were getting. What about Daredevil? Daredevil was 2002 or 2001. Yeah. Elektra was 2003. Okay. 
but we don't talk about those mm-hmm. movies here. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at for nah, like yeah. historical I know. context. I know. So, like, those were the movies that we were getting, and then this is something that was completely fresh. It was a brand new take on it. Um, it was just so new and. You're saying that yeah, you're super tired of the dark movies, but this was the first. This was exactly, uh-huh, exactly. This was the first, and I think it is the best. Maybe not Batman Begins, Dark Knight. I think is the best example of how to do a dark movie, right? Both literally, because it's very dark, and thematically mm-hmm. dark, like in the perfect way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I like, I like, I like these movies a lot. Now I have not seen these <laughs> movies for several years. Yeah. Um. And this used to actually be my favorite of the series. Mm-hmm. Batman Begins. You told me that. It probably still is. Well, the first half of it is. Yeah. <laughs> that I watched. I don't know why you like. You didn't like the second half. I just wasn't paying attention, and then I turned it off and went to sleep. That's on me. <laughs> <laughs> um. But. I was actually really surprised, and I don't know why, but when Bruce Wayne gets to, <clears throat> like, the training with Ra's al Ghul, yeah. honestly, I was so kind of taken aback by the, <laughs> like, toxic masculinity that is uh-huh. sort of Ra's al Ghul's mantra. Yeah. It's very in line with like actually, is it? I was gonna say it's very in line with the um sort of the Jedi mindset of don't have any emotion and act logically. But actually in this case he's saying you have to act always and Bruce's father was wrong to try and um talk mm-hmm. to the killer mm-hmm. when I mean, I don't think I don't agree with that period, but this idea of not only you have to act to like come out the victor, but it's kind of like you have to act to be a man in this idea of masculinity that Ra's al Ghul is portraying or teaching. Okay. Um, I got I a whole very, different take. From I was that. I was really surprised because yeah. it's it's pretty blatant. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the the way that he speaks about acting versus like thinking about your situation or talking with your assailant, yeah. whatever you want to say. Yeah, I actually got a different interpretation of that. I do agree that talk to masculinity is present in these movies, mm-hmm. especially because the only female character. She's really important to the story, but she doesn't really do anything. Yeah. But from the context... Well, she's the emotional crutch for (coughs) our main character. Well, not only that, but they had an opportunity to make Rachel Dawes a pretty badass and self-sufficient character by herself because she's an assistant DA who's pretty um, important in bringing down uh, crime and corruption in Gotham, Mm -hmm. especially in The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. where she's in you know she's in the courtroom she's taking the lead right like always she she's the one wherein they um capture 
what's his name leon sen or something like that the accountant for the mob mm -hmm. she's the one who's questioning him right so she has a pretty important role in the movie and she's the one who, she's the one who batman gave her the antidote to she's like get one for um gordon and get one for everybody else so in the story she's pretty important but she's always being treated as a damsel who needs to be saved right yeah so i think the toxic masculinity gets presented there and also with the uh a little well, that's bit that's almost not even toxic masculinity that's yeah. just misogyny <laughs> yeah well i mean that's what i yeah yeah I but know, i know but from ross ogul i didn't quite get that as much i just understood that this guy was a dangerous person that has a very different way of seeing the world mm -hmm. so different actually that he's not your typical man right you know he's someone who's ruthless mm -hmm. in a sense and has just a very different mantra about him that mm -hmm. if it gets too far you know instead of trying to fix it we need to destroy it yeah yeah and i don't know if that i don't know if i got that for the toxic masculinity mm -hmm. yeah i think it's more just this idea of action before anything else mm -hmm. which is a toxic idea in itself yeah um in grade school i learned stop think choose mm -hmm. the right decision yeah the right action to take yeah and like it's a very like elementary thing to teach to kids but it's a very useful thing in everyday life mm -hmm. it we don't need to go on a whole <laughs> philosophical rant but i'm just thinking like <laughs> you might not interact with the same like film followers or like internet space that I do but there's this very like um there's sort of like a film bro canon yeah which is pretty much like the IMDb top 250 so like the canon is the godfather um mm -hmm. the dark knight trilogy fight club but all of these things read without much um, actual like thinking, more just a surface level understanding of it of, oh, these are all men who use violence as a way to be powerful. Yeah. And one of the like silly jokes is always like, well, if a guy tells you his favorite movie's Fight Club, like drop him. Mm -hmm. And it's a very good movie, though. It's a very good movie <laughs> if you read it the way that it's intended to be read. Yeah. As sort of a Which commentary it, on American yeah. masculinity. I was, was going to say, it's a, it's a cautionary tale. Yeah, yeah. but and a lot of men read it as... Yeah. That's what a man that's is. That's what a man is. That's what a man is. is. is mm -hmm. Not loving my father and not having enough affection from him. And so mm -hmm. that's why I am the way that I am. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the way that I get out of that is aggression. Yeah. Whereas this film, Bruce Wayne's father is very affectionate towards him. Mm -hmm. I don't know if his mother actually speaks. <laughs> she no. might. She might. I don't think she does. The only the only thing she says she I might think, say is what's his name Harry. It's not. It's is Bruce Wayne and it's not Harry Wayne. Whatever his name is. Yeah. She. I think she says his name. Yeah. But that's it. I don't even know what her name is. Is yeah. it Susan? That's just know. off the top. Of my yeah. Head. I think the only thing she says is 
what happened when he yeah. finally when he like he mm. um they take him off the well mm. and she's like all worried and i think you can hear a little whisper of what happened you it know? might have been rachel <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um so in this case we have a character who has a very good relationship with his father yeah but then that relationship is taken away from him and so he's kind of seeking that father figure in ras al ghul okay and that character is saying you have to perform your masculinity this way mm-hmm. which is action which is violence mm-hmm. and not stopping and thinking and trying to reason with someone when you have a conflict but i but and he I, doesn't he doesn't adhere to that yeah but that mentality but i that but, is toxic masculinity but i think the scary thing is the scary thing about ross agul is that he is stopping and thinking mm-hmm. it's just a choice that he makes when he thinks is, is violent and, action is end all be all mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be violent because i mean i mean his actions are violent his actions <laughs> to are be clear yeah but i don't think he sees violence as a way to like keep his power it's almost like his duty mm-hmm. to like an- it's it's basically his duty to annihilate evil mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the only way that he knows is personal violence mm-hmm. but he also has a line that we have tried to destroy gotham before mm-hmm. and through the years we've gotten more was he clever or something like that mm-hmm. with gotham we tried economics mm-hmm. so some so a lot of times he also tries like the non-violent way the economics leads to poverty and poverty leads to violence so it always kind of like leads to violence but mm-hmm. he doesn't really need to um practice that violence himself Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. what i'm saying right yeah yeah i see what you're saying but still the the teaching of Mm -hmm. his yeah of his mantra his ninjujitsu blah 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 (laughs) he has a special name for it yeah that is the mentality that he's employing Mm -hmm. yeah and but i not great (laughs) yeah but i think this movie is cool because bruce wayne rejects him right and rejects all of him. But he still turns into the kind of Byronic hero of like brooding and yeah. mysterious and yeah. nobody understands me. But but that's kinda like that's kind of Batman. It is Batman. Yeah, you know. But st- I mean still. That's why I don't like these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, how much did we spend on that? <laughs> Do you have anything else to say on Batman Begins? On Batman Begins, um no. I think, if I remember correctly, this is the most, this is the Batman movie with the most nonlinear storytelling of the franchise. Yes, I agree. And I I think this is one of my favorite movies because of that yeah, I agree. framing I device. Yeah, I like nonlinear storytelling. Yeah, and Nolan does it so well. Like, Nolan did it with The Prestige. I haven't seen The Prestige. Oh, it's so good. But I did see Dunkirk. Oh, that was, yeah. That's like nonlinear storytelling, like yeah. done so well yeah so he he did with the prestige he did with interstellar sometimes you know when they would go back to the daughter and then to the present time and stuff like that so that's just Mm -hmm. the way that he directs movies and And these are his franchise films and this is his franchise film and i think it's really really cool um this is the first movie where we get the um incredible uh team of um uh hans zimmer Christopher Nolan. I was going to ask if this was Hans Zimmer because yeah. 
I think it was actually the Dark Knight Rises score uh-huh. that I was like, hmm, this sounds so much like the Avengers. <laughs> but that one is a much more in the sort of modern era of yeah. superhero movies that it probably is very similar to the mm-hmm. Avengers score. Not necessarily the Avengers title. Yeah. Like, dun, 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 dun. I was dun. so, I totally was tripping the other day. I was watching something on, I was watching Project Runway on bravo Uh and they played an avengers trailer okay for the new infinity for endgame for endgame and i i wasn't watching it i was doing something else and i heard the theme and i was like are they playing the avengers theme on bravo and i looked up and there's tony stark and i was like do they know who the audience of project runway is (laughs) because it's probably not a lot of people who watch the avengers they just want to get everybody. But anyway, yeah. Anyway. Off topic number four. Four? Yeah. Um, I like the nonlinear storytelling, the music by Hans Zimmer. Um, this is probably one of the most iconic, like, superhero themes. Mm-hmm. In oh, it felt very... I didn't notice anything special about it, no? personally. Sorry. I mean, there's only Superman, the 89 theme... Batman is kind of like pretty iconic. The Avengers theme is iconic, but Spider-Man, yeah. But I I don't know. I just his music, the mm-hmm. way of telling the story, um, the direction that they took, you know, uh, the actor like Michael Keaton is a good Batman, and Val Kilmer is a good Batman, but Christian Bale is an Oscar-winning actor. And what about Will Arnett? <laughs> And then, and then for Alfred, who they get like the best old man of all time, <laughs> Michael Caine, you know. And then they're like, okay, we need a cool executive, so they get Morgan Freeman. And they're like, okay, we need kind of like a creepy dude, you know, who's kind of like unassuming, but you can see the crazy behind his <laughs> eyes. So they get Killian Murphy, you know, and like, like he's cool, but he'll eat you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they got Katie Holmes. Like, Katie Holmes wasn't doing much in the 2000s. And she came back for this movie. What was her last movie? Like, before this movie? No, I mean, like, after this movie. Um. Because did she have Surrey after this? And then kind of stop acting? I don't know. I remember there's a movie with Tony Maguire and um, Robert Downey Jr. And Michael Douglas. But I want to say that's 2001. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyways, they just got fantastic actors. Yeah, it is It is a very strong yeah. cast. Yeah, fantastic storytelling. Uh, it's fantastic directing, sorry. Liam Neeson? Like, come on. How can... Who who can we get as a sort of, like, rebel teacher? That is kind of, like, badass. Like, it's kind of, like, very badass, actually. How about Qui-Gon Jinn? <laughs> and they got, <laughs> they got Liam Neeson for this part. You know, it's like... Just the cast of characters... The cast of actors, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, The director, the way he directed it, the music, like everything just came together so well. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my thoughts on Batman. You want to move on to the next installment? Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Okay. So the Dark Knight has the best opening of all time. Yeah, you're right. In cinematic history. You are correct. Yeah. Uh, Superb. Yeah. Honestly... 
if it was like just a short film that was it felt like a short film yeah that's how great it is i yeah i would be happy with that yeah um it starts with that creepy like kind of like violin so mm -hmm. why do they call him the joker <laughs> I, I i hear he wears makeup yeah and they're they're planning they're doing the heist the you robbery know? it's a robbery it's not even yeah. a heist yeah it's a robbery uh -huh, exactly and the each time that one of them finishes their job, they get killed yep. by the other members. Um, all wearing different clown masks. All different wearing, yeah, yeah. And then um, I I wrote his name so I wouldn't forget him. William Figner. He's the guy who is kind of like the manager, I guess, of the bank. Uh huh. And he sees them. He sees the people robbing them. Yeah. Right. And he gets his shotgun and he's like. Do you know who I, do you know who you're stealing from? Your friends are dead. Do you hear me? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, I love that guy so much. Okay. I, he's a fantastic actor. He's always in like very short scenes. Uh -huh. And if you go to his IMDb, he's uh -huh. been in 88 projects. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh his most like speaking role that I remember is The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler. He's okay. one of the captains. Okay. And then um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> He's Shredder. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, those movies are not um, indicators of his... <laughs> his talent. Of his talent. But he is the coolest motherfucker I've ever seen. I, I was so glad he was in this movie. <sighs> okay, cool. <laughs> anyways, yeah. So, it's the Joker. Joker's finally... Uh, on screen, he's the main character. Mm -hmm. Um, Batman is in for like 42, 48 minutes of this movie. The Joker is way, mo <laughs> way more. Um, and it's basically the Joker's movie, to be honest. And the most no noteworthy thing about this movie is that it continues the plot of uh, Batman. It does what it did on Batman Begins now, just better. <laughs> And, but we also get one of the best performances, I I would say, in cinematic history, in Heath Ledger's Joker. Heath Ledger is very good in this film. Yeah. And he won the Oscar for it. Pos posthumously. Posthumously. This, I, I've never used that word, ever. And then today. Several times. Several times, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, just, I don't know. It's just a joy to watch, to be honest. I remember seeing this movie on Friday. Being being so surprised on how good it was mm -hmm. that I came back Saturday morning, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then and then I came back Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I think I watched. I started watching this movie when I was at a tournament in Santa Barbara, and I watched about half of it, and then I didn't watch the second half for probably two solid weeks at least mm -hmm. um actually it was probably a lot longer than that <laughs> but yeah i think my big issue with this movie is that it's just so long yeah and they're trying to fit so much in it mm -hmm. like, two-face did feel like i understand why they put him yes. plot wise and it, it's necessary for the next film. Uh-huh, exactly. But it, it don't, like, I guess, 
Yeah, because I don't even know what I would cut out of it. What what I would have done is he got killed by the Joker, and he was an actual martyr. You know. Yeah. Now, that would that would mean that um, Batman wouldn't have to go into hiding. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Dark Knight Returns opens, but they the, a, a big theme of this movie is the fact that they're not gonna need the Batman anymore. Right. So if he was a martyr, which actually worked. Seeing the other movie, it worked that crime was eradicated. Mm-hmm. So much so that they want to fire uh, Mayor Gordon because he was a wartime mayor. And mm-hmm. now it's time for peace. Mm-hmm. So that martyr like image, it did work. So they really didn't need to have Batman be the villain at the end. It's a cool ending. Great yeah. speech. Great speech. Mm-hmm. But... That's what I would have done differently because when he becomes Two-Face, that's when I go like, oh, okay, now this is going to be a whole different movie now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at that point, I do agree that it did feel long because it felt like it felt unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do <laughs> I do like when uh, the Joker blows up the hospital. He's like walking away from it. Yeah. That's pretty iconic. But um, did you know that was uh, that was not supposed to happen? He 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 pulled the button. And it was supposed to explode on command. And it didn't. And he just kept like playing his character until it did. And that's the take, that's the take that they used. Mm. Yeah. Dedication. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't have any notes on this movie. I took them, but I don't know where they are. I have I have three notes. Okay. Um, coolest opening of all time. True. Yeah, I know. I wrote that down, too. Yeah. <laughs> William Figner, I love him. That's the that's the guy we I talked about for like five minutes. Yes. And then elevator homage. Um, watching nineteen sixty six Batman. Uh huh. Um, like the way to get to the Bat Cave. Um, when they were in the office, they used an elevator. To go to go not to the back cave to like a secret layer where all the equipment is, mm-hmm. and then in Batman Begins they use the piano. Wait, is it the like black and like it the lights the way that they go on in the no because that's kind of like in the bunker, right? In the containment ship, not containment ship, the container. What I'm saying is that. When they use the piano with yes, the keys, yes, that that happened in Batman Begins. That's an homage to the TV show, not mm-hmm. necessarily the movie, mm-hmm. but the TV show. And um, on this one with the elevator and the bookcase, that's also an homage mm. to the TV show. Okay, I see. Yeah, so that's whatever. Those were those were the notes. That I, I mean, wrote. also like, I don't know if Batman created it, but like those two things are very common. Like, oh, this is how we're getting to the secret room. Oh yeah, very spyish. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I always think of Sherlock Holmes. And I don't even know if that happens in a Sherlock Holmes story. Who knows? But who's to, say, who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like John Mulaney has said that a he lot. Probably has. Yeah. Who's to say? And exactly. I feel like he did it in a voice, right? yeah. not his own. Who's to say? Who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, plot wise is very important. There's a second movie. There's yes. the Empire Strikes Back. It is of Batman. You're right. It is yeah. the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and as a sequel, it works very well. Yeah, 
Yeah. It, and as a standalone, it also works very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, this, you were saying that uh, Batman Begins used to be your favorite one. This, this is definitely my favorite one. Yeah. Of like, this is probably one of my favorite films of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because of all the practical effects that they use. Okay. Um, we get to see, it's a very simple scene, but there's a scene where a truck flips. Uh-huh. Very simple. Like <laughs> very simple. It's just a truck flipping over. I mean, it just the way that they filmed it is very simple. It's mm-hmm. a truck, it flipped over, there was a camera there. And it uh it tracks it and it moves forward. That's that's about it. But you can tell that it was practical mm-hmm. and just the way that the sound design was used plus the practical effects. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, it just that's that scene has always been stuck with me mm. for some reason. Yeah, I yeah. love those scenes. Yeah, that are pretty inconsequential, but you always think about them anyway. Mm-hmm. That's the sign of a good mm-hmm. movie, usually. Um, this is the first time where Batman in a movie can turn his head. That ha- that has been a big deal in Batman movies. Because oh, that he never turns around. Well, it's because he always has to wear the cowl. And it's right. always made of an uncomfortable material. Hmm. Like in Keaton, it's made out of plastic. Uh-huh. In Schumacher. So he like turns with his whole torso. So he has to, yeah, exactly. He has <laughs> to turn, he can't turn his neck. Like oh, he, he I never has, really noticed that. He's kind of like Zoolander, like he can't turn <laughs> left. But he also can't turn right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is the first time where we see like an ergonomic suit that makes sense. So I think this is my favorite Batman suit too, as well. Of all time. I don't know the difference. Uh, the only one I know... Oh, okay. I know three Batman suits. Okay. They all look the same to me except for the 66 Batman. <laughs> yeah. Bad spandex. Yeah, that looks very different. And George Clooney. And you know why. Because of the bat nipples. I like to call them the bat nips. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> um, ben Affleck's Batman looks different too. Does he? Because I can't even remember what he looks like yeah it's probably for the best (laughs) sorry ben um go smoke about it uh again like joker's performance in this is like insane yeah Yeah. it it really is yeah the first time that he's introduced he's like william figner is like what do you believe in and he takes off his mask it's like i believe whatever doesn't kill you makes you stranger it's like that's such a good like introduction to the character. Mm-hmm. Um, my next favorite scene, so that, that no, actually my favorite Joker scene is when he goes into the mob like reunion. Yeah, at the table. And, at the table, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Tell me one good reason why I shouldn't blow your head off." He's mm-hmm. like, "How about a magic trick?" He puts the pencil. He kills somebody. And he's like, "Ta da!" <laughs> it disappeared. <laughs> And then I like when uh, he's like, you think you can come in here and steal our money? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This movie also has the iconic Why So Serious line. Yes, it does. Which was in all the posters. Yes, it was. Yeah. And it still exists. (laughs) Why So Serious? I used to not know that that was from Batman. Oh, really? I was just like, why so serious? Because it was with that meme. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. No, not really. No? 
I'm not from that type. I'm not from that generation. I mean, it was in like, it was a meme when I was in like middle school. Yeah, that means I was graduating high school. <laughs> you didn't look at memes back then. No, I mean Your I, pre-Reddit days. I mean, I know it's hard to believe memes have all have always existed, but not to this degree. Yeah, of a universal language. I know. And it was before I knew what a meme was. Yeah. It was so, like in the time, the era of like the big block text. Uh huh. So impact font. I remember. I remember one of the first memes that I saw was uh, "Bad Luck Brian," or "Good Luck Brian." Okay. Which is like uh like a high school senior picture, like he's like um. Oh, is he like? Yeah, he's photo. Yeah, he's like and smiling. And he looks like the kid from Breakfast Club. A little bit, yeah. He's like smiling. He's, yeah, I think I know you're talking about. His name about. is Bad Luck Brian. That was the first time I looked at a meme, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty funny." Mm. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, you mean you mean you can put like different texts there and make uh-huh. a joke?" That was the first time, and that happened like eight years ago. <laughs> so, it is 2007. So it's, it was a good four years. Off topic number five. <laughs> Off topic number five. Um, do you have any last thoughts on The Dark Knight, or do you want to move on to The Dark Knight Rises? Mm, let's move on to The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Okay. So, this takes place eight years after The Dark Knight. Yeah. Batman has gone into hiding, um, because he's a bad guy now. And Bruce Wayne as well. Bruce Wayne has also become a recluse, not mm. leaving his mansion. Yeah. Um, what's happening? Oh, you know what? We should mention that um, they changed actress for Rachel Doss. How could I? I was thinking about her the whole time. I'm yeah. always happy to see a Gyllenhaal yeah. in any film. Mm-hmm. Maggie, we Maggie love Gyllenhaal. you. When Bojack Horseman drew you as a maggot, I was I felt disrespected. You'll <laughs> <laughs> um, always be Maggie to me. Yeah, so she died. She oh, dies, of course. Yeah, alongside uh, Harvey Dent. Um, yeah. Not together, separate times. but Separately, but together at heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she dies, and that's why Bruce Wayne is... That's why... That's the reason for the man pain. Yeah. She gets fridged. Mm-hmm. So... Classic superhero misogyny. Aside... What's happening? Um, why does Batman come back? Because... Why does he come back? I actually literally watched it this morning. Yeah. I know Catwoman steals yeah, so his stuff. Catwoman steals his mother's pearls. Uh-huh. Um, we shouldn't be too valuable <laughs> at this time because pearls... <laughs> pearls... Have not been valuable since the 1950s, but I digress. <laughs> They're sentimental. <laughs> he wears them when he sleeps. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess Bane reappears, as, or he appears. Oh, yeah, because it opens. Excuse me. Whew. Took me a while to get there. So it opens with... Uh, like these military guys or whatever, people from the government, CIA, something. They're on a plane. They have these people in hoods. Oh, yeah. And they're trying to get information out of them, and then Bane pops up, and he's like, bye, and he kills them, except for 
this one scientist yeah. who created like a nuclear reactor mm. or something. Yeah. And actually, that's what I was really intrigued by in this movie is that it's very anti-nuclear energy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like 66 Batman. Very much like 66 Batman. Yeah. And one thing that I found so interesting was, I don't remember who he was talking to, but someone was talking to Bruce and saying, like, um, even if it, it gives us the opportunity to create sustainable energy for the entire world, he's like, no, because we can't trust the world with nuclear power. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so interesting that he automatically has that negative mindset of mm-hmm. someone's going to weaponize it. Yeah, which they do. Which they do. <laughs> and in this case, the whole film almost acts as, here's why not to trust nuclear power. Yeah. So even though it's like the most basic plot for Batman to progress and like fight the bad guys the sort of concept of it I was kind of astounded by in this era of we Mm -hmm. need to find some way to try and stop climate change or at least slow it and this was 2011 this movie is so anti-nuclear energy Mm -hmm. pretty interesting pretty interesting pretty interesting take I did not take that take or or I did not notice that so in tune with my job. Yeah. Like, yeah. climate change, <laughs> how to fix it. Hashtag <laughs> AWP. Um, let's talk about that opening scene that you mentioned. Because very that, cool. Uh-huh. It's very cool. Exactly. That almost felt like a James Bond. Oh, I was going to say Mission Impossible. Or Mission Impossible. It reminded yeah. me so much of Salute to Christopher McQuarrie. Ugh. Fallout. Oh my god. Take me back to last summer. And talking about uh, villain introductions, Bane also had a really cool... Yes, Bane does have a good introduction. Yeah. When they take off his mask, it's like, why do you wear that mask? Because it hurts. Something hurts. Something like that. He's like, if I take it off, would it be painful? For you. Yeah, for <laughs> you. Oh, man. For you. <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting that... Um, I don't know, this character is just so, like, out there. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how to express what my opinions are of Bane. My, my Because, like, I'm a little bit sympathetic to him Mm -hmm. because of his backstory. Yeah. (laughs) But also, um, towards the middle, when Mm -hmm. he kind of takes control of Gotham, yeah. And he's he keeps saying, we're giving Gotham back to the people. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Stalin? <laughs> so this movie's also kind of like anti-socialism. Like, we can't trust these people with their own city. They uh-huh. need the right people to run it. Yeah. They can't self-govern. And I was like, okay, this movie has kind of interesting themes going on. I, I, think, I think Bane was a really interesting villain. Up until the point that you find out like he was merely a pawn. Yeah. Or merely a tool. Yeah, exactly. Because in the comics, Bane has two personas. One, he's like Hulk type mm-hmm. character, which is just like a brute force. Right. Super dumb. <laughs> but also, 
another version of him is that he's super smart. Mm-hmm. He's a strategist, right. and he also has that insane that force strength, which mm-hmm. makes him incredibly Double dangerous. Uh huh. Double trouble. Much as Tom Hardy can be. Mm-hmm. Double uh, trouble. <laughs> and with I thought they were going with uh, on that route, mm-hmm. you know, and it turns out he was just merely a pawn. So up until that point, I was really sympathetic towards him. Yeah. Because what he was saying was that um, even though Gotham knew peace at this point, mm-hmm. there was still a lot of inequality between the rich people and the the people, you know? So he wanted to kind of, like, bridge that gap. He did it in a very out-there way. Yeah. You know? But he wanted to bridge that gap. He also wanted to take hope away, which is something that villains always wanted to destroy right. the heroes. Yes. But this one, I feel like he didn't really care if he killed Batman or not. He yeah, just wanted to I destroy agree. the essence of hope in mm-hmm. Gotham City that well, Harvey Dent... Well, because he's still fighting. He's still, I mean, just like you said, he's a pawn. Yeah. And that was always Ra's al Ghul. Like, we're trying to destroy Gotham. Mm-hmm. And so that's all Bane's motivation is yeah. to destroy it. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? You take away their hope. Yeah, but I feel like Ross Ogul wanted to literally destroy it. Yeah. And this, this is guy. just like, I mean, basically the first step. If you yeah. don't have hope, mm-hmm. what do you have? Not a really functioning society. You have a dystopia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I was and really sympathetic. to destroy. <laughs> I was really sympathetic, especially because of his environment. Mm-hmm. Like he grew up, you know, being raised to be this. You know, he didn't yeah. quite choose it. And, um... Yeah, but then we find out he's a pawn. That whole character got mm-hmm. ruined, mm-hmm. and then Talia Ghul got ruined to me too. Um, Talia is Marion Cotillard. Yeah, she's the daughter of Ross Al Ghul. Okay, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, no, she. I didn't get to finish watching it. Yeah, today. she be she. We find out that she has been the mastermind this mm-hmm. operation. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. it's all coming back to me now. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, should we talk just about the ending and then move on? Well, I'll say one thing about Dark Knight Rises. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as, like, that prison where Bane comes from, I could not suspend my disbelief enough to imagine that that exists in the same world that the rest of Gotham does. Mm -hmm. Like, so much of this trilogy is working to root it in reality reality. or a really grim reality Mm -hmm. and then they go I don't know where but there's this underground prison that only has like this skylight and it's like a tunnel and you have to climb up the walls and Mm -hmm. that's too fantastical to fit into this universe to to me from my perspective to me I bought that not 100% but Mm -hmm. I bought it enough where I bought it but what I didn't buy was the fact that Bane broke Bruce Wayne's back, mm-hmm. and then and then, the way to fix his back was to punch his bones like the right way, so they would heal. Yeah. Like yeah, so that's the part where I, well, <laughs> that I didn't buy. Um, mm-hmm. This 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 is the most out of reality Batman movie. Yeah, of and this the trilogy. the way that it, they break Gotham away from the rest of the world so yeah. to speak like yeah a lot of this movie doesn't work for me mm-hmm. me neither 
Like, I think if it had stuck to looking at sort of the contrast between Batman and Catwoman and the ways Mm -hmm. that their styles are different in the context of having that duplicity or duality. Yeah. Um, And they had looked more at, like, very much like Batman Begins, sort of the socioeconomic makeup of Gotham Mm -hmm. and the systemic issues. That would be more in line with what this trilogy is. Mm -hmm. But I think it comes into now there's all these other superhero movies happening and we have to step it up. Yeah, because like, what's the apocalyptic event that's happening to the city? At this point, if it's 2011, which I think I remember correctly, maybe even 2012. Avengers is 2012. Avengers was going to come out pretty soon. So the superhero landscape had changed Mm -hmm. at this point. Same year, I think. Yeah. 2012. Yeah, the superhero landscape had changed at this point. And Mm -hmm. I think, not that they were trying to compete, but they were trying to be bigger and better. I mean, they were competing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, technically, like, yeah, like, uh, not technically, um, uh, what is it called? Literally, yeah, mm-hmm. they were competing. Different franchises, you know. Yeah, so they were competing, but what I'm saying is that the superhero landscape kind of, like, changed. Mm-hmm. Very you know? much so. Yeah, so I think that this movie, you can see that in this movie. They still try to root it in reality, and the parts that root it in reality are still my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. For example, I don't know if you got to this part, but when they put the prisoners against the cops, mm-hmm. and they're doing like they the camera it's a it's a landscape shot of the criminals. Okay. Then they cut to a landscape shot of the cops. Uh-huh. There's silence. Gotham sitting. Gotham City is in winter, so there's mm-hmm. snow falling. It just looks so like the cinematography. It's a lot like a, a kind of a simple war battle. Yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm. exactly. The cinematography looks so good, mm-hmm. and then so you have that between real people, and then in the middle of those real people is Batman fighting in broad daylight, mm-hmm. which looks a little bit strange. Um, but I I think that's one of my favorite moments because mm-hmm. it's just it's just a street fight basically. Yeah. It's just the the movie The Warriors. Mm-hmm. With, I don't know that. Movie. No, it's a good movie. But it's just the movie The Warriors, mm-hmm. like, with Batman on it. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like... I know you didn't like him that much, but I like Joseph Gordon's Levitt character. I mean, when I watched this the first time, when I was probably, like, 13 or 14, mm-hmm. I did like Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. I totally had a crush on him. <laughs> but I just feel like his character is not special in this movie. I, I like... Like, I like... he's just a mini version of Gary Oldman. Yeah, and that's what I liked. I liked that he was a rookie. It doesn't give him individuality, in my opinion. It, it doesn't. It doesn't, no. It doesn't. He's a rookie cop. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, we're, seeing, we're seeing Gotham City through his eyes. Yeah. Um, Gary Oldman, you're right, he's a mini version of Gary Oldman, but I, I don't know. I don't mind that as much. I feel like, yes, the character is not as compelling as Robin should be. Yeah. But he's and he also... doesn't have a colorful suit. <laughs> Where's the color, Christopher? Also, his name is not Dick Grayson. His name is literally Robin. Yeah. Which is strange. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> um, the scene where Batman comes back, and he's like, is that the Batman? Is he back? I like, I like all of that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like so. Those are my two favorite scenes: the opening with Bane. Yes, that is a very good scene. It was done practically, like, in the air, which is like so hard to film. I guess that's why uh, reminded me so much of Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I just love when they're like holding on to the rope, and the rest of the plane falls out from below. Oh yeah, and you can and you can see that. Oh yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, my my favorite shot too is when Bane is he's so strong. He's holding out like if it was nothing from two seats. Yeah. Like one arm one seat, the other arm on the other seat and he's like slowly falling to the guy, you know? Yeah. Ugh. I love that. Did yeah. you ever see Venom? I did. Did you like it? I did. It's a very stupid movie. I never got to see it. I don't. Know, I do like Tom Hardy. I don't understand Tom Hardy accent in that movie. <laughs> Does he do an American accent? It's an American. It's an American accent, but it's. I feel like it's a kind of like a Boston, New York, okay, hybrid accent. Like I don't understand his accent at all. Okay, cool. I'm excited. I, like, to watch it. like I don't know where it comes from. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, I haven't. Ugh, oh, so funny. Yeah, it's 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 silly. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, off topic number uh, five. Six? six? Yeah. Off topic number six. Um, one thing for all these three movies, and then I think I'm done, is I like the little spurs of humor that the movies have. Mm-hmm. They it's, are definitely a different version of humor than, like, Marvel humor. Yeah. Marvel humor is a very particular brand. Mm-hmm. It's MCU humor. Yeah, it was, well, it's very quippy, fast-talking, kind of like... Like, and it's know. not like one character like they all have the same humor <laughs> yeah uh-huh exactly <laughs> like chris pratt is like a dumber version of iron man and captain america is the dumbest version of <laughs> any humor yeah <laughs> i got that reference <laughs> language <laughs> shut language. up anyway yeah this one or this series yeah does have its good little comedic spots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, in, I think Batman Begins is the funniest one. Mm-hmm. When they're like, um, at least tell me what it looks like. And then they see the Batmobile for the first time. And he's like, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. In, and before, he's like, he's on the roof. He's like, <laughs> he's like, no, he's not on any streets. He's on the rooftops. The one thing I wanted to say about Dark Knight Rises... Um, okay. The cast? Ben Mendelsohn? Yeah. In 2012? Yeah. Wow. I kind of had a mind blow for a minute. And he's the villain. I was like, wow, he's really been in the game for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other one. Um, Herman Pacific Grimm. You know, the scientist guy? Yeah. He's oh, there. He's so good in this movie. <laughs> I was like, wait. Is that Herman Pacific Rim? Yes. <laughs> and did you watch it, uh, The Dark Knight Rises recently? I did not, but I mean, I remember all these people. Okay, well, I don't know if you'll recognize who I'm talking about, but when Gary Oldman goes to the doctor, okay. his doctor, he's not in Wet Hot American Summer, but he was on the same TV show as all the people in Wet Hot American Summer. Okay. And so he's been in a ton of comedies. Uh-huh. And I don't know his name, but I know his face. 
Okay. And that was the last face I was expecting to see in the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I was like, him? And he, like, plays it pretty straight. And uh-huh. I was like, him? Actually, he's in um, the Paul Rudd movie we watched, um, I Love You, Man. Okay. He's the gay guy. He's the gay That the, kisses Paul Rudd. The, <laughs> you're a slut, Peter. Yeah, him. He's in it. <laughs> I do not remember him in this movie, but that is awesome. <laughs> I was dying. <sighs> hey, can you do a little part for me? Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Can you just, like, not be yourself and <laughs> do no humor and just say this line very straightforward? How much does it pay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll pay you with lunch. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, there were some other things I could say, but I feel like we're going pretty, um, long, long. So if you want to do one or two little things, you just one last thought, since you mentioned anti-nuclear and anti-socialism, the dark Knight, not dark Knight rises, the dark Knight has like a, uh, invasion of privacy theme that is like pretty surprising. That they would take this moral stand mm-hmm. on that, especially in two thousand seven, because when would the when did the whistleblower scandal happen? Oh, after two thousand seven. Yeah, but it wasn't that long after two thousand seven. I would, I think, mm, if I remember correctly. See how fast I can Google. Okay. Beep, boop, boop. <laughs> but um. Anyway, you're right. Yeah, yeah. This movie has surprising like. Christopher Nolan, you're... Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Did he have any part on the screenplays? Um, I don't know. I know the first one, it was... To my recollection, it's Jonathan Nolan and David S. Goyer. Because Jonathan Nolan does a lot of his... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Jonathan, Christopher, and then also David S. Goyer. Yeah. Who has done a million superhero movies. He did uh, Daredevil. And he did Blade. The uh, Daredevil, the good one, the TV show. Ah, I see, okay. Yeah, not the shitty one. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, this movie, like, anti, like, privacy, Mm -hmm. like, they took a stand, which is pretty weird in 2007. Yeah. Anyways. Does art reflect life? Do you want? Do you want quick pick story time, or weird movie? Let's do a quick pick first. Quick pick, okay. Katie Holmes, or Maggie Gyllenhaal. Mm, you know I love my favorite Swedish family. Yeah. Gotta Maggie? stick with Maggie. Maggie, ugh. I just can't get past Katie Holmes. I love her so much. I mean, I, I love Maggie Gyllenhaal, too. Mm-hmm. Stranger Than Fiction. She was awesome. I guess I forgot she was in that movie. Yeah, with Will Ferrell? Yeah. yeah. I've seen it, but I don't remember anyone besides Will Ferrell. Yeah. No, she's the baker. She has tattoos. Who's narrating that movie? Um, Tilda Swinton. Oh, really? She's a writer. Wow. I really 
poorly remember that movie. I didn't, and I haven't watched it since high school, so. Dustin Hoffman is the, like, expert? Like, storytelling expert? Okay. So Dustin Hoffman is there. Maggie in the Hall is the baker. Uh, Tilda Swinton is the writer writing the story of Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. And Will Ferrell? Wow. Off topic number seven. <laughs> um, next. Scarecrow, Ross Ghul, Bane, or Joker? You already know. Just say it. S- Scarecrow. Yeah. Okay, now, since you're not that big of a Batman fan, I don't know if you're gonna... I don't know if you, you knew... This was a debate, but okay. is it Ross Al Ghul or Ra's Al Ghul? Oh, well, I've only heard them say Ross Al Ghul. Yeah. What's your opinion? Well, that's the weird thing. He's always been Ra's Al Ghul, but oh, in these this movies, one, they changed it. They changed it to Ross Al Ghul. How's it spelled? Same. 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 And they just pronounce it Ra's. Yeah. S H. Yes. Ra's Al Ghul. Yeah. Huh. I never knew. No. Fake Batman. <laughs> right here. I never knew. Um, Bruce Wayne is the mask? Or is Batman the mask? Bruce Wayne is the mask. Bruce Wayne is the mask. Mm-hmm. And that's not just because I was still thinking about the 66 Batman conversation uh-huh. we have. Yeah. But I think he turns himself into Batman. And then... Without wanting to. Yeah. Not uh, willingly and not Mm -hmm. consciously, but, I mean, if you're thinking about, like, performance, Bruce Wayne 100% is a performance. Mm -hmm. Even, like, if you think about every time that he goes kind of into the world, it's always a performance of wealth and power. Mm -hmm. But even if he's with Rachel or Alfred... He's still constantly, like, masquerading. Like, oh, I'm okay. Even when he's not. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Even when he yeah. knows that he can't. I was going to ask you, because it's obvious that Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, the villain or playboy, is a persona. Yeah. But I was going to ask you, do you think when he's with Rachel and Alfred, do you still think that it's a performance or that's just Batman without the costume? Because... Almost all the scenes with Alfred and Rachel after the first one, since they know his secret, mm-hmm. he's always talking about Batman, like, um, Batman stuff, you know, Batman business. Right. So, yeah, I agree with you that Bruce Wayne is the most. Yeah, I don't know, because I feel like Batman is so intrinsically to Batman is the mask. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even when he takes it off with Alfred and Rachel, mm-hmm. it's it's still like I'm Bruce Wayne, I'm in control. Yeah. Or even when he's with them, I'm Batman, I'm still in control. Yeah. And you don't need to worry yeah. about me. Yeah. And he actually, I think it's Batman Begins when he's like. Know your limits, Master Wayne. And mm-hmm. he's like, Batman has no limits. Yeah. And then Alfred's, but Bruce Wayne does. Mm-hmm. And then they, there's there's no response. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hashtag AWP. Guest list. 
Huh? Well, your guesses are your, like, uh, evidence. Do you remember? Well, guest list is like the people you're inviting to the conversation. Guest well, list I, is your I, sources. Well, I invited Alfred. Right? No, no, no. No, no, no. I don't agree with no, that. No, no, no. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. My, uh, my students are going to do very poorly then. Because <laughs> I explained it way wrong. Off topic eight. <laughs> Off topic eight. Okay. Was Let's it... do a random movie and then close out. Well, I have one more question. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's quick. Was it Bruce Wayne's fault that their parents got killed? Yes or no? No. No? No. He did get scared because he was a little bitch. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) He was being a little bitch. He's like, can we go? And that's the reason why they were in the alley. And then even he says they killed him because of me. He didn't kill his parents, so no. it's not his fault. No. It's the guy who killed him. He's the one at fault. Okay. I'd never blame a child for someone else's murder. Oh, I blame him so hard. <laughs> Bruce, this is all your fault! <laughs> okay. Um, story time? It's very easy. Don't worry, it's very easy. Okay. Favorite superhero movie? Favorite superhero isn't even a question. I, I it's it's okay. Let me. I'm gonna. I have two guesses. Okay. It's either Fantastic Four, I do or Spider Man Two. It's one of those two. You're actually both might wrong. Might be wrong. On both, both those movies, I do love, but I've only ever cried in one superhero movie. Shit, I don't think I know this one. <laughs> Guardians, maybe. Life changing film for me. Okay. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I know you didn't like it that much, but... No, I like... I loved it. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like when I talked to you about it, maybe we didn't get to have a full conversation, but I... I told you it was Spider-Man 2, and then this one. Mm Mm-hmm. And might be even higher than Spider-Man 2. But, yeah, wow. I didn't know you loved it that much. I knew you liked it. I didn't know you loved it that much. (laughs) I thought it was a very well-made it was, it was in yeah uh it was very well made production wise mm-hmm. and the narrative and the themes of it were also mm-hmm. very well done yeah i i told fernanda do you know how hard it is to beat pixar in the animation category a movie doesn't have yeah. to be mm-hmm. just better it has to be way better for yeah. them to win mm-hmm. and i think yeah, I think they nailed it. Well, I mean, we don't have to get into a whole conversation about it, but I think part of it is because it made every possible use of its medium mm-hmm. that was available. And yeah. it, it... The story couldn't have been made without animation. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have worked with, like, just no. CG. No. And Pixar doesn't necessarily do that. Yeah. Like, they'll... Most of their films are just movies that happen to be animated. Mm-hmm. And granted, there is a lot of, like, fantasy involved in Pixar, but this is a movie that leans into the, like, technology of it. Yeah. But what I meant was that Pixar wins every year for the Oscar. Oh, yeah. I know. I was and, rooting for them to lose every year. And, and even, this time I had something to champion. And even with How to Train Your Dragon, mm. which is 
better movie than a lot of Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. Just the fact, name, just the name Pixar, how important Disney is in the industry. Yeah. For a movie, an animation for a movie to win, it doesn't have to be a little bit better. It has to be like it has to blow it out of the waters, you know. And this is what this is what it did. Yeah, this is a really good movie, and I think it I think it understood Spider Man in a way that recent movies haven't. You know. Can I tell you um, my final thoughts on The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. There's um there's a scene where Bruce Wayne says. I actually wrote it down verbatim. He says. The idea was to be a symbol. Anyone could be Batman. And I thought, hmm, they really tried. But someone else improved on this uh-huh. idea, and it was Miles Morales. Yeah. Sorry, I, Bruce. I, I love the, the line of, um, how do I know? And, and then you, you just have to take a leap of faith or something like that. It's like, ugh. They're putting it at UCSD. They're doing two back to back. Seven and nine thirty, I think. So Some of the deeds. Yeah, we'll go. Okay. We'll go. Alright. Weird movie. Now, I don't think you've seen this movie. Cool. I'm gonna tell you the director. Okay. I'm gonna tell you the year. Okay. And then I can tell you the cast, but I don't know if you're gonna recognize them because they're not very recognizable. Mm-hmm. Well, but like with the time machine one? I gave you literally like the only two famous people. Yeah. So if there's anyone famous in that movie you can give me. I don't, I don't know any of these names. Mm-hmm. Maybe you will, but I don't okay. know. Okay. 1998. Mm-hmm. Directed by Christopher Nolan. Has it uh, his first film? Following. Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. It's good. But it's weird. I do know his filmography. <laughs> yeah. What did he do after this? Insomnia? Um, Memento. That's right. Which is probably... Ooh. I haven't seen all of his filmography. But for me, my favorite... That's probably my favorite Nolan movie. Mm -hmm. Either Memento or Inception. For me, it has to be Inception. To be honest. But yeah, you know the following. Um, (laughs) He made it within a year, I think. Mm -hmm. Just like on weekends with all the money that he could have. And Um, he wasn't a student? Because I kind of had a feel. I, I could be wrong, but I felt like that was a student movie. Maybe. Maybe it would it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about it this does, movie. Because it does... I mean, I don't... I haven't seen it, obviously, but... The vibe that I get from it is very kind of, like, Eraserhead. <laughs> yeah, well... In the, like, tone of it. No, it's very... Just, like... No. No? I mean, I know it's not a monster movie... No. But just sort of like, it's kind of a paranoia, right? Not really. Look, the synopsis says, A young writer who follows strangers for material meets a thief who takes him under his wing. Mm -hmm. And basically, the thief goes from house to house, and he steals... You watched it? I watched it, yeah. And he steals important things. So like a picture... Mm -hmm. um, Something important. And one line that Something stuck... Something that can't be replaced. Yeah, and one line that stuck with me was, if you take it away, when you give it back, uh, it means more now. Something like that. Mm. Um, Did he write it with his brother? No, he directed it, he wrote it. It has non-linear storytelling. Mm. It's, it, it, you can see that Christopher Nolan, you can see the devices that he was interested, mm-hmm. and he just perfected him 
mm-hmm. like over the years. Okay. Interesting. Anyways. Well, thank you. I'm excited to go get a burrito. This was our episode. Share, like, subscribe. And see you at the movies. See you.